sick of it, Brainier. Don't touch the dial, because you've got to do it in style. You have to keep the smile while you're watching Maximum Threshold. Magazine telly. Automatic defense procedures initiated. What we've got here is... Maximum voltage. Maximum power. Maximum carnage. This is Maximum Threshold. Call the show at... 440-709-3. The Maximum Threshold. Maximum Threshold. And here's your hosts, Dom. He's unstable, but possibly worse. He's actually quite smart. He just makes errors of judgment along the way. music on Maximum Threshold Radio. Turn it up or I'll put a baby in your butthole. <laughs> there you go, man. What's going on? What's shaking, bacon? What the what the hell is going on? Hey, I want to thank all our new listeners. I'm looking at the numbers, man, and whoo, 
Woo! Numbers are up there tonight, so I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in to this week's edition of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Coming at you live tonight in Peoria. Yeah! That's the place. Well, damn, I say Peoria and I just lost 12 people listening. <laughs> okay, fuck it. We're not in Peoria tonight. We're in Albuquerque, bitches. What's going on? <clears throat> That's right. Yeah, for people who were trying to tune in a little earlier and you couldn't get, couldn't listen. Um, yeah, I was on Facebook. I was talking with Sean Duncan, and I was t- trying to see if he wanted to pop in for a few minutes, and he couldn't do it because he's he didn't he's in sound check right now. I was like, that's no excuse, man. <laughs> so I let him go. So yeah, I got I got a few interviews we're gonna knock out for you tonight, and then we're gonna get out of here. I'm watching NXT. The Toronto Takeover right now, so I got the ra- wrestling on in the back, and I'm gonna watch me some some wrestling, and then we're gonna, I don't know, fuck it, then we'll get out of here then. So um, oh they got um UFC fights on tonight. They got two chicks gonna beat the shit out of each other tonight. That's gonna be hot. I tell you, there gonna be some fucking ass whipping. Woo, those girls could kick some. Ass, mm-hmm. I don't think they can kick my ass because I have a lot of training in that stuff. You, you probably know one of my trainers, Jeff Kiss. He was one who um put me through a couple years of training. We did a lot of this Muay Thai, and we did a lot of grappling and stuff on the ground, rolling around and shit like that together. So maybe you know him. Look him up. He's also known as Sausage Fingers. Uh, you, you can you can ask Steve Brown of Trickster; he'll tell you that. So, um, oh damn! Yeah, like I said, if just look him up, um, you could do a Google search for Sausage Fingers Jeff Kiss, and it'll come up to the guy. He's the one who taught me everything I know about um, MMA fighting and all that good stuff. So, whew, man. Yeah, a lot of years, man, rolling around on the mat together. You know, I hate to say it, man, we got sweaty and all that. <sighs> well, I learned a lot, though, man. It hurts, man. It really, really hurts. So, um, yeah, the, the training, you know, all the dedication that you put into it, you know, it, it pays off down the road. You know, you never know when you're going to need to get into shrimp position, you know. <laughs> we need to shrimp your way out of something, you know. That was also jiu-jitsu. So, so me and Jeff Kiss, we know we 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 mastered the Muay Thai. You know, one of the bad things that that I learned that when you go to these gyms and you roll around in, the, in these mats all the time, if they don't clean their mats off, you get ringworm. And I noticed that on Jeff Kiss, he had ringworm a lot. And he had you were you were thinking he had it, the infinity sick. Um, symbols tattooed all over his chest and the back of his neck and his f- forehead. He had them everywhere, man. So he had ringworm really bad. Let's just say he had it so bad that if I took him swimming, the fish would attack him thinking he was one big-ass worm. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, whew. Yeah, but like I said, man, we got a lot of championships, a lot of trophies. Um, one, one of the big ones we were we we were pretty big um so um me and jeff kiss man we we took our skills to the all valley karate tournament 
and man, whew, whew, we were the best around, man. Nobody can, nobody can touch this. We were on top of the world, man. I, we, we were, we were out there, you know. And I know I was in one one area, and Jeff Kiss was in the other, and he was doing his shit out there. This, this is we're doing a karate thing now. We, you know, had you can't you couldn't just stay in one area. You had a master like. Like I said, we mastered Muay Thai, and we also mastered um, Jiu-Jitsu, and then we're doing the karate as well. So then we went to the All-Valley Karate Tournament, and Jeff Kiss was over on the one side, and he was kicking ass. And I kept screaming over there, sweep the legs, Jeff Kiss, sweep the legs. And he looked over me all sad, like, I, that's not right. So he swept the legs, and... The judge didn't see him, and Jeff Kiss won. So he was he was in the first place, and I was going up against this big karate, this big um, Korean guy, and man, oh! So there we were, Jeff Kiss and I. You know, Jeff Kiss just won. He's in first place over there, and I'm up against Bolu Yang, and I got an opportunity to take this motherfucker out, and if I win. The only bad thing is I got to go against my sensei. My sensei, Jeff Kiss, sausage fingers. You know how tough that is? So there I am. I'm fighting him. Me and Bolo, we're going at it. Bam, 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 bam. He's, he's kicking my ass. He throws me on the ground. He jumps on top of me. You know, I'm trying to shrimp my ass out of there. Shrimping, shrimping, and shrimping. I make my way out. And I get up. And this goes on for a while because as soon as I get back up, he elbows me right back in the face. Bam! I go to hit the ground. I get back up. Bam! He hits me again. And I, I swept his legs too, took him down. I jumped on top of him. And there I was. I was just pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding. And I just kept going. But that didn't stop Bolo. He got right back up. I got up. And the only thing I think of doing was something that my sensei taught me. Jeff Kiss. I was like, the swan popped in my head. And I close my eyes. I picture myself standing on a rock, overseeing the ocean, and hearing the water whoosh, whoosh, and hear the seagulls. I don't know if that was the sound they make, but and there I was. I put my arms up and hands in the air, getting ready to do the crane. Because I didn't know Boldone was coming by. Bam! Motherfucker sideswiped me and fucking knocked my ass out. So needless to say, Bolo won. I lost. Jeff Kiss Sausage Fingers went up against Bolo. And Sensei won too. So it was nice that my Sensei won. Because I had somebody to look up to as I always have. Oh my god. And that man, Sausage Fingers, did it. He kicked Bolo's ass. And man, Bolo was trying to get up. He was on one knee. I'll never forget this because I was watching this from one of my good eyes. The lazy eye was really fucking lazy that day. I couldn't see shit. I guess it was a diabetes was kicking in on that eye because I couldn't really tell. But I was watching him get up on his one leg. He was like getting up on his left leg. His right leg was really sore from his last fight that he did. But when he got up, he looked to the crowd and the crowd went insane for him. 
really they thought he thought they were looking at him, but they weren't. There was this girl behind him, was flashing it, was showing everybody their titties, and but still, that was very a phenomenal event, and I'll never ever forget that. So that was us, Jeff Kiss and I in 1984. We were at the All Valley Tournament. That's right. We did good. You know, we learned all, we utilized all the skills that we did that we've learned over the years, the Muay Thai, the Jiu Jitsu, and the the world favorite karate karate. We did it, man. I may not have won, my sensei won, but in my eyes we both were winners. And that's all that matters in life. That if you can go against a guy named Bolo and you get your ass whipped, but the but your master goes on and whips his ass. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So on that note, we're going to roll on to the rest of the show and the program. I just wanted to just tell you what was going on. And I thought you guys be really into that story. Because I've been thinking about it for a while. And you know, I haven't had a chance to really talk about it. Thank you. I'm getting, I'm getting um, props on my seagull calls. That's right. Um... I'll give you one more seagull story. So um, this one time in band camp, um, now I used to live in, in San Diego, so we used to have all these, we used to go to the beach all the time, you know, and um, you go down there with a burrito and shit or hamburgers or whatever, and you had to watch out, man, because these seagulls, they fucking take your shit from you. So um, and we get even with, you get even with these little bastards too. I hate seagulls even to this day because of this i remember i was out there i was sitting there i just had myself a great big ass hamburger i just got this was in mission beach outside in san diego i'm eating this oh it was so good took the first bite and just just felt it just melt in my mouth and then i was i closed my eyes i put my head back some and this fucking seagull came by swooped down and took this fucking hamburger out of my hand and flew off with it and motherfucker took my my hamburger the whole thing. It was a huge, like a Fuddruckers hamburger. It was huge. It wasn't no fucking In-N-Out. It was no Carl's Jr. or Checkers rallies. This was a big-ass hamburger. So um, we got even with some of these birds. may not have been the same bird, but still, we were trying to cleanse. So what we did was we would take Alka-Seltzer, feed them to the birds, watch them fly over the ocean a little bit, and poof! Go down in the water. We would take, we would smoke. We throw a cigarette butts in it. Those fucking birds come down and eat your cigarettes, burn their shit up. Fuck them. I hate seagulls to this day. Almost sounds like a crow, right? Fuck seagulls. All can die for all I care. They're just they're as as useless as a damn mosquito. Okay, that's right. Okay, let's let's get back to the show here. I got a couple interviews I want to play for you, and then we're gonna get out of here. We're 15 minutes in the show, and I told you a great, phenomenal life lesson story, and I'm glad I was able to share that with you guys. Uh, episode 565, I think it is. That's right, just rolling along through. Um, we're, 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 we've got a nice feed going, and um, got got a lot of listeners. Look at the listener list. We've got um, right now live is a good um, 300, 328. Just went up one more. 
So we got 328 live people listening right now. That's not bad. You know, it's it's live. Most of the time, they, we we get a, we get most of our numbers we're doing our downloads. Uh, but that's all right. It doesn't matter. Uh, I do this live because I got a lot of stuff I want to get out there to you guys. So I got some music here I'm going to knock out. I'm going to come back here. I got Ron from Ron's World. Get an interview with him. And I have um, a Cleveland band, Titans in Time. And the interview is pretty fun. It's a fun interview. I thought these guys were like from California or something. And I find out they're like from down the street from me. So once I found out that, it was game on. <laughs> uh so here you go, man. Check that. This is a song here goes out to Curtis because he's in he's in love, love with 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 this chick, Liv Sin. So here you go, man. This is a brand new stuff from her. So um, enjoy this. This is brand new Liv Sin for you here on Maximum Threshold Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll come back. We got some great interviews. We got the interview with Ron Williams from Ron's World, guy who paints guitars for musicians and whoever. And does a great, phenomenal job. All hand paint stuff. So don't go anywhere. Stick around. Check out this new Live Sin. And it's brand new. It's not even out yet. So we got it, though, because, you know, Live loves us.
Ah, there you go, man. New lips in with Chapter of the Witch. Exclusively here on Maximum Threshold Radio. I can guarantee you there's no station out there playing that song right now. But us, right now. Maybe tomorrow, but not right now. That's all I got to say. So I just want to say that's an exclusive. It's here on Maximum Threshold. We have exclusives. You know what else is exclusive? This new commercial. You can call in right now to the Maximum Threshold Radio Show and leave us a message at 216-929-3984. Once again, that call-in number is 216-929-3984. Call. And remember, if you call in, hey, we may put your stuff up on the show. Okay, there you go, man. So yeah, that was some brand new Live Sin. That's new material, new stuff by her. She's done with um, Sister Sin stuff right now. This is her solo stuff, and uh, that goes out to Curtis as well because you know he's got her posters all over his walls. He even has pillows with Live on it, and he's got all kind of weird stuff. I saw it. I've been to his place. He does, man. He's got a shrine and an, an altar and all kind of weird stuff there. Whew. You know what he even does? Even in Halloween. He'll get a pumpkin and have it carved out into the likes of Liv. That's how that's love. So we gotta hook him up with her one of these days. Uh, next time she's coming over, come across the pond from Sweden, we're gonna hook Curtis up with her. Uh, she's a great person. I'm sure she'll talk to him. Um, but you know, we know Curtis has got that charisma. You know he wants to uh, do what he's got to do and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, um, what I really recommend is live when you come to the States, get a restraining order. Because, um, yeah, he's, he's into you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's see. Uh, while I did that, I might as well do this. This is Liv from Sister Sin, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold. That's right, Maximum Threshold. Here on Maximum Threshold Radio. I want to thank everybody. That's right. He even said, he just texted me and goes, that's right. I rub it out raw to live, son. <laughs> ah, how about that? So, um, she's, um, she's, she's an instructor, you know, that, um, doing, um, workout and stuff like that. Like I am. Hmm. I'm getting ready to work on this triathlon coming up pretty soon. Um, that, and also they get the Olympics going on. You know, I, I was asked if I wanted to participate in in this upcoming one. And I, and I've, I said I have to decline right now because of Voltan is starting to take off. And that's my priority right now. You know, getting the band together is a cohesive unit and to really lay down some awesomeness. So that's that's my priority. So I had to put the Olympics to the side. You know, I'm, st- I'm still, um, I work out in the gym every day. And I do this for hours at a time. You know, I spend five hours at the gym. And, you know, and I call the gym, another name for the gym is called Burger King. So, um, yeah, I hang out there. Um, once you hear it hit a certain age, you know, they give you a discount on coffee. So that's it. Uh, let's see. These interviews I got, they're not long, uh, but I'm going to do this Ron's World one. This is a cool one, man. Ron's such a great guy. You know, I've met him numerous times. 
I talk to him online and stuff and just trying to, you know, get his word out there. Guy does great work, man. My God. You see um, what he did for for our, one of our bands, Impending Lies. He got a hold of James' guitar. James sent him over a PRS. And it was it looked nice. He just said he hasn't played in years. And so he sent it over to him and, his, and Ron stripped it all. And he put up a, a really awesome design with the logo of the band on the record. I mean, lo- logo on the guitar. And I'll, I'll post that up uh, probably with maybe with this show tonight. Um, but does a great job. And what he does is he, he goes to these all these festivals and he'll he'll get a guitar and he'll he'll paint the logo and stuff on there all by hand, all by hand. He'll put it all on there and then he'll sell it there. And usually he takes on the, a couple of the bands that are playing at these events. He'll do their guitars as well. And he'll take it around and do like um, people could check it out. And see his his work. Does a great job, man. Ron is awesome. Let's see. Um, people are too, number again. Down. Paul wants to call in. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, hold on one second. I got pause. So here we go, man. We knock this out. This is Ron from Ron's World. The interview. We got a couple exclusive interviews afterwards. Somebody coming, calling, blah, 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 blah. This is Dominic and Max with Threshold Radio, and I have before me Bill Bailey with Domain Cleveland Entertainment. And Ron Williams from Ron World Guitars. What the hell's going on, Ron? Oh, man, hanging out. What are you doing? Loving life. I'm sweating my ass off. <laughs> I hear that. It's Like you said, though, it's better than rain, bro. Oh, hell yeah. Or snow. Or snow. Snow sucks. Oh, man. That would be terrible. You know, you're doing all these custom paint guitars and all that, and you're, you're selling them over here at, at the festivals. How I was just thinking about this with all this heat, man. How's it holding the guitars up? Yeah, the guitars are fine. I mean, you know, they're, they're stage worthy, you know, yeah. so it's like these guys, uh, they put them through some hell, so we'd make sure they're they're finished up, so they're all right. How about, like, warping? Are you worried about that? No, it's not that hot. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean we're under a tent too. Yeah. So, you know, I mean if it got that, if the sun was directly on them, I'd be worried. Yeah. You know, but uh, they're they're made to be with pretty standing. You know. Nice. And you've done some great job, especially checking out the new one that you did for James with Impending Lies. Man, that was a great job. Yeah, that that was cool as hell. I mean, it, it's fun when you know the bands call me up. You know, and especially you know some of the up and coming bands. It's like you know my background's advertising and marketing. You know, so when 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 a band like that I think wants to make a statement, obviously the music's good enough to get on the stage. Yeah. Know, so they've been recognized for that you know so if it's something i can do to make that one one more you know so people remember him i'm happy to do it you know that's they, they, these guys could be the metallica tomorrow you know, oh, I know. you know so yeah yeah they were talking to you up during the interview we did with him yesterday and the drummer says he's going to be working with you too i, I can use i got the bass player's bass and i got the rhythm guitar players prs in the car already so <laughs> it'll be a whole rounds world tribute on that stage next time <laughs> how much you charge to do a pink job like yeah it depends i mean uh it, usually the the the, just the front of it, I starts at about a grand. You providing the guitar, and then that's plus shipping, depending on the art. I mean, obviously, you know, some things are simpler than others. So I, I've done guitars for a thousand dollars. I've done guitars for five thousand dollars. I just try to gauge my time, how long it's going to take me to replicate what you're looking for. You know, what's the best guitar that you've had, and that you, you man, when you, you kind of felt bad when you were sanding it down? We trust me. We just did a, a thing with Harley Davidson down at uh, Adam at Harley down in Jacksonville, and Paul Reed Smith sent me one of his. The custom shop PR. Oh man! Oh, and it, it, it literally the thing is gorgeous. So when uh, 
When I got that, I, I turned around, I looked at it. I mean, just, just even taking the hardware off it, I felt bad. <laughs> but the sandpaper, that was just, yeah, I think I shed a tear when I sanded that thing down. So you got the pictures before and after? Yeah. yeah. Were, they, were they happy with the afterwards? Oh, God, they loved it. It's actually hanging in there. Um, it's a great dealership because it's almost like a museum. Okay. And most Harley dealers, they got this history behind them. So this, he's the third largest, or third uh, oldest Harley dealership in the country. So he's got all these old bikes from way back when. And so now that guitar is in a case. So the front of it, I did a, um, I airbrushed. It's, it's pretty cool. So if you just go on my Instagram, you see it. Uh, it's a V-twin, all right? And it's got the uh, Harley emblem. We use a motorcycle okay. emblem badge. And the back of it is like a montage of the history of the dealership. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, it came out really cool. I'm happy with it. What's the, what's the, um, the weirdest design you put on a guitar? I've actually got one sitting back at the house now. It's uh, some guy's grandmother. And it's from an old, old picture from like the 40s, you know, so it's like one of those old decrepit pictures he wants to replicate. Oh, that. Wow. Yeah, so it's his grandmother, and she's obviously deceased, so that's a little strange. <laughs> I don't know. How do you want me to follow up on that? I had to go. I mean, I, I, I could think of a bunch of rude things to say and crude, but I don't want to do that. And I mean, I paint skulls, so I'm like, there's a there's a twisted story in there somewhere, you know? So, <laughs> I could just paint the skull and say, well, that's your fucking grandmother. So why you're fiddling grandma like that, but you know what? <laughs> Hey, dude, I mean, we see some strange shit, right? I mean, it's... Uh, now, do you have just... Do you just do regular... Can you do just normal, ordinary people's guitars, or do you just do specialized ones? No, yeah, anything. I mean, you know, I get uh, custom requests all the time. You know, and for whatever reason, too, as of late, I've got a lot of requests for acoustics. You know, I mean, I like the acoustic. It gives me a nice big canvas to work with. You know, so, I mean, that... I've done drums. I did Kent Dimmel's drum kit from In This Moment. He's got that on the road with him now. So, nice. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting into some drums and stuff. Uh, I've had requests for skateboards and things like that but uh i think i'll stick with the instrument world for the time i like that yeah you know just a couple more things here we'll get going because music's starting up over here so how can people get a hold of you or follow what you do absolutely so uh my website is uh itsronsworld.com so it's i-t-s-r-o-n-z-w-o-r-l-d and that's the same on instagram it's i-t-s um as well as twitter facebook i'm at ron's world guitars nice how about you how about people get a hold of me? Yeah. You should already know this. I'm with you on the show. But, uh, you know, Domain Cleveland Entertainment, DomainCLE.com, uh, and then just search Domain uh, CLE or Domain Cleveland Entertainment on uh, all the social media pages. I mean, you don't want to delete all that, what you just said, anyways. What's that? I want to delete all that, what you just said. Are you? All right. No, that's all right. Cool. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that, but anyway. Right. Can you do us a promo ID for a radio show? Yeah, what do you want to say? Just say your name, what you do. You listen to Maximum Threshold and Maximum Threshold and put some crazy out at the end of it. Have have you do a Domain Cleveland one, too. All right. All right. So, uh, so this is Ron from Ron's World Guitars, and I'm here with Maximum Threshold. All right. Throw some crazy out at the end of it. Some what? Say, throw some crazy out at the end of it. Don't put no thought into it. All right. Don't put no thought So this is Ron from Ron's World Guitars, and I'm here with Maximum Threshold in the fucking heat. We're sweating our balls up, and we're having a good time. Nice. All right, perfect, perfect. Okay, now I went for Domain Cleveland. Domain Cleveland?
Maximum Threshold, you're on the air. How you doing? Is this Paul? Paul, yeah. It's been a long time. I'm really dumb. How you doing? Oh, pretty good, man. What's shaking, bacon? Oh, is that all I do without you know me? I got a whole bunch of stuff. I put out a book. You still got my book, Tom? Do you have a bunch of you have any of your paintings in it? No. Thank God. <laughs> no, that, that's a whole other set of rooms that I sell all my shitty artwork to. <laughs> now, this is a, this was a shitty book that I released back in April. Oh, that yeah. A bunch of people. Yeah, that one. I, it's, like, it's like at a fourth, fourth day level reading. It's like 110 pages long. doesn't really say a whole lot. So only 110 pounds. How much are you selling this book for? 30 bucks. Damn. 30 bucks for 100. <laughs> what does that break down in, um, per, in, like, per page? That's Don't a, make me do math, Tom. So it's it's almost like um almost like $3 30 a page. page. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? How so, you doing? Oh, pretty good. What's this book about? Nothing. Just me. Hey. Hey, Tom, yeah. I got a confession to make. What's going on? I was just a Jewish boy growing up in Queens, all right? Mm-hmm. People say, hey, Paul, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I say, hey, I want to either be a rock star or the designated hitter for the Mets. And they say, Paul, you can't be a designated hitter for the Mets. And I say, why not? They say, Paul, National League doesn't have a DH. They say, hey. Wells were made to be broken. You know what I'm talking about, Dom. Oh, yeah. Voltaire, lead guitarist, motherfucker. That's right. That's right. I am the lead guitarist of motherfucking Voltaire. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. We're bringing the pain. I'm going to apologize if my voice breaks up because my personal assistant, Jeff, he got a cold like about a week ago. Mm -hmm. I think he gave it to me. Oh, Oh. speaking speaking of my personal assistant, Jeff, he got a haircut. He used to look like fat Chewbacca. Yeah. Now it looks like fat James Hetfield. Damn. What are you gonna, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, how you doing? Oh, pretty good, man. Hey, listen. Yeah. I'm on the end of the cock tour. You know that. Oh, right? I, I hear you. So it's coming to New Jersey this week. Yes, Tom. Yes, I didn't hear you. <laughs> <I'm at. laughs> hey, how about this? All these people coming to watch me get sick. How about that? Is that crazy? That is. People paying to see that shit. Hey. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. My personal assistant, Jeff, he met the old group. We know him. He's a good guy, right? Oh, yeah. He has his moments. Yeah. Yeah, he met at the Iron Maiden show back in the Barclays Center. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tom. Yeah. I think there's somebody gayer than me on stage. Johnny Curtis. Have you seen him? No, I haven't. Oh, he is ruining Iron Maiden. Damn. It's a disaster. Even, even worse than my artwork. Oh, man, that's bad. Oh, it's awful. It's atrocious. How you doing? I got a question for you. I got a question. Yeah, I got. Is this a pre? Do you ever? Is this recorded? Are you playing backing tracks on me? <laughs> no, I'm live. Oh, okay. 
Hey, have you ever had any of those kids, sick kids from Make a Wish, ever um, want to see you? Oh yeah, I have them all the time. They say, "Hey, Paul, how you doing?" I say, "I'm all right. How are you?" They say, "We're not good. We're dying." And I say, yeah. "Oh, I'm sorry." And that's that. And then what happens after that? Do you walk with around, walk away? No, I keep charging them three thousand dollars. <laughs> Does he? Does Gene follow up right after you talk to them? Understood it though. We we know where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the yeah. Kiss Army is going to think of this? What do I, oh, repeat that, please. I didn't hear you. What do you think the Kiss Army is going to think about this statement that you just said about Gene ripping off all these uh, kids from Make a Wish? Um, like on the Kiss Cruise. Now there's 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 rumors going on right now about Vinnie Vincent coming back to the band. Oh, Delta Burke. I yep. love her. Mm-hmm. Can you can you um expand upon this? Can I expand on Delta Burke? Yes. Joining back in Kiss. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, she came in and she like helped us with like linking up and shit like that. I said, hey. 
Then I said, hey, yo, this is women. She said, yeah. And I said, all right, you want to join our group? She said, yeah. I said, all right. But then she left. And then she turned into a guy. And then and I guess she turned into a woman or whatever the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. Dumb. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what's going on. I don't like, either. It's it, 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 like, it hasn't been brought up. Like, if you transitioning, like Bruce Jenner keeping up with the Kardashians mm-hmm. and all that shit. I don't know, bro. What, I don't want to know what I'm talking about. What, what, what are the rumors going on about um, about Delta through the Kiss Army? I know, cause I know you have your sergeants and your and all your um, your minions yeah, over there. Got, we, yeah, we got our corporals, our mm-hmm. sergeants, our lieutenants. You know what I'm talking yep. about. Um, and, and, the know, that, the, and the ones that and the ones that and the little fat yeah. ones that play the drums all the time. Eric Singer. Eric. <laughs> No, I'm talking about um with with the Kiss Army. You know, you got the one the guy no. playing the drums, the little one drum snare drum walking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I got a great story. Yeah. I got a great story that I want to share with you, Tom. I remember one time he told my personal assistant Jeff Kiss. He said, "Hey, come up to the ticket window at PNC Bank Center in New Jersey and say, hey, that was maximum threshold.'" <laughs> So he did. <laughs> the look on that person's face was trapped. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what the fuck I was talking. I mean, they didn't know what the fuck my personal system was talking about. That's funny. Maybe it was just that one day it just didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or maybe you didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. I, you maybe, know what I'm talking about. I understand. Oh, so back back to your question about the rumors. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know how to answer that question. So give me another one. Oh, talk about Rod- <laughs> Rodrigo, man. I heard that he's going back to college. <laughs> Ooh, I love when you were in the house, Tom. You were talking about. Thank you. Rodrigo, man, Rodrigo, of course he's going back to college. You know, <laughs> he's got to pay off his student debt loans and everything. But he wants to get his degree. And um, I'll give you two, I'll give you two guesses. What is Rodrigo going to major in? Proctology. Next. Um, he's going to be a gastroenterologist. As an upper and I did an upper and lower. We we're covering both ends. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got an endoscopy. That's right. A colonoscopy. I'll meet you in the middle, Dom. Voltaire lead guitar. That's right. Yeah, I want to. I want to thank you for all those shitty classes that you gave me growing up as a kid when I'm playing, learning how to play guitar. Because trust me, forty years of learning that shit, I still can't play. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, listen, I think you got a birthday coming up. Right? I, I do. Same as jeans. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. I don't, I don't even know what date that is, but I just say. Yeah, good for you. All right, well, happy birthday in advance. Oh, thank you. You got yeah, what, what you want me to do? You got what you want me to do to you? No, uh, I'm, I'm January 20th. Don't, don't, that, don't you go bring up my birthday. That's coming up, man. That's no. only in like six months, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, that's right around the corner. 
Is that, what is that what Gene was singing to the... No, he wouldn't... You'd be singing to those, those kids for Make-A-Wish then, wouldn't you? Yeah, Gene's trying to kids for Make-A-Wish, $7,000. Can you believe that? I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't, too. That's why I brought that up. Hey, how's Nam Phil doing? I love him. Who? Nam Phil. Oh, he called in um a few weeks ago. Oh, it was kind of mine. Yeah, it was. He was on fire. It's the best. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I want to know this. Are you going to be able to come to the Voltan show? Oh, is this where you're playing with, uh, with Dokken at the uh, Halloween show? Oh, not Dokken. It's Quiet Riot. Oh, is this playing with, uh, with Poison yeah. at the Halloween show? That's right. Oh, you're playing with Poison? Yeah. You're not playing with Quiet Riot, are you? Yeah, we're playing with Quiet Riot, but they're also also known as Poison. <laughs> wow, all right, I'll be there. You want me to come up? You want me to introduce you up on stage? I say, hey, listen, Cleveland, you got one of your own, your whole ground, homegrown talent here up on stage. Voltaire, how you doing? Make some noise. You want me to do that? Yeah, I do. I won't. <laughs> Do we get? Well, we don't have to charge you for that, do we? Well, it depends on if Gene's involved. Oh, no, he, no, we can't bring him on there. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, yeah. That place is haunted. Oh, is it? Yeah. So I might get, like, anally raped by a ghost? Is yeah. that what Because if you tell me that, if you tell me that, I'm there. Absolutely. Game on. I, I love being anally raped. <laughs> The, you know, you, got, you have the, um, let's see. So this this year, the next year coming up will mark another anniversary of Kiss Meets the yeah. Phantom. You wanna, oh, yeah. What, how many years is that going to be? Uh, let's, just, let's just mark it at, like, uh, 1978. So fucking, what's the math on that, Tom? Uh, That's like 50. Like 51 years ago, right? Something yeah. like that. I said 51. I don't know. 41, 41 years yeah. ago. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. you know what my favorite part of that was? Which one? What part? Oh, oh, oh. When Ace was so fucked up, he didn't even show up. And they had the black guy. We had oh, the, the fight scene. Guy. Yeah, we had a black guy in Ace's makeup. And he's doing like all the stunts and everything. I love it. I sucked his dick because he's black. Uh, who wouldn't? Right, see, now gets it. Yeah. That's the, that's the Voltaire way. <laughs> we don't let any any um, stones be left unturned. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you got a black cock in front of you, you're going to suck yeah, it you gotta, You got to do what you got to do, right? Well, yeah, Voltaire. <laughs> Check it out on iTunes, Spotify. <laughs> and VoltaireRocks.com. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> hey, Tom. Yeah. I'm gonna go, all right? Where you, I love talking to you. Where you going? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking, <laughs> Tom, you go, whoa. Listen. Okay, sing us a song out. I gotta tell you what I'm feeling inside. I can laugh at them myself. 
but it's true. There's no denying when I look in Dom's eyes. I'm out of my head over Dom. Yeah, I took forever and I made it about you, Dom. Oh, that was beautiful. I actually shed, a, shed half a tear, man. I, I kind of felt like that little Indian who was standing on the side of the road when the people were throwing the trash out. Only half a tear. Yeah. And I was having anal leakage at the same time, so it's a win-win. Oh, now you just turned me out. I know. Oh, yeah. Hey, Dom, have a doubt about that, all right? You too. Thanks for calling in there, Paul. Listen. <laughs> Listen, beep, beep, beep. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I want to think. Let me, let me knock some of these commercials out. We, you know, it's kind of hard to follow up when when you got Paul Stanley calls in, and whew, it kind of like really takes you a different level. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Dave's personality, and when I'm not being negative, I was a Back threshold, the Broke Back Mountain Radio Network. <laughs> so he won't hear this shit. Okay. So you gotta be a Viking fucking berserker if you survived Dave's breath for ten minutes. Yes, I'm used to rotten smells and de- decapitated cavities, and and it was kind of like. <gasps> nothing I'm not familiar with, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trailers rocking, probably with their sister. I mean, we're listening to Max Commercial right here. Max Commercial radio show. Miss the live show? Go to stitcherradio.com and search Maximum Threshold and listen in today. That's Maximum Threshold and Stitcher Radio, a match made in heaven. You want to listen to Maximum Threshold Radio on your phone? You can do so. The app is up there, baby. Tune in radio. Go to your little market there and download Tune in radio. Just type it in the search. Tune in radio. Once you download that app, click it, activate it, blah, blah, blah. Search maximum threshold. That's, once again, that's tune in radio. You can also catch the podcast on there also. Uh, real nice. Check it out. Tune in radio for maximum threshold radio live. There you go, man. Okay, so I want to thank Paul for calling in. Oh, we got an interview here coming up here right now with Titans in Time. Uh, it's a Cleveland band. I caught up with them over at the Incarceration Festival. And um, it's a pretty cool interview. And like I said, when I found out they were from Cleveland, the gloves went down. The fuck it, game on, baby. <laughs> here you go, man. Don't go anywhere. I want to thank Paul again for calling in. It's always great hearing from him and reminiscing and talking about old times and future times and fast times at Ridgemont High. This is Dominic of Maximum Threshold Radio and I have before me Matt from Titans in Time and Vince 
Start off this question, start off this interview real quick. Which one of the members of your band are most likely to end up with a post-op tranny? Vince. <laughs> Vince. <laughs> we're, we're talking little Adam's apple, little hands. Zach. Well, uh, actually, the only reason I have the highest chance is because all three of them are in committed relationships. That, that don't mean nothing. <laughs> Maybe Zach then. Zach's got small hands. He looks like a young... No, we're talking about the tranny with the little hands. Oh. So a post-op tranny. Oh, post-op. Who's going to bring home a post-op tranny? You. Yeah, Vince. I'm the only one who could. <laughs> so which one of you guys that end up with the most STDs? <laughs> also me. Yep, that's true. Definitely Vince. What was the medication you had to take for this? I've never actually had an STD though. Oh, well, you got you got to come up with something. <laughs> Make up an antibiotic as you take. Yeah, anti-gonocephalides. Sounds good. Gonogon. Gonogon for gonorrhea. Get rid of it. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I like that. So you guys played yesterday, didn't you? Yeah. How did the show go? Oh, it went very well. It was uh, really like humbling experience. It was fucking amazing. How many shows have you guys played this on this this year so far? Uh, probably. I know this year's been a little bit of a slower year because we've been working on our album that's coming out later this year. Um, so we probably played maybe a half a dozen shows, but uh, uh, we played a couple of different festivals so far this year. Um, this one being the biggest and you know biggest experience and really just overall amazing. <laughs> but yeah, we got so we have done some, got some in the works. What label are you guys signed to a label? No label. We have a management company currently called Ten and Eight Management. Uh, Nicholas Mishko is our manager, but uh, he's one who helped us get onto incarceration here this weekend, and he's been doing some good work for us. Nice. What do you guys got planned for the rest of this year? Uh, um, yeah, you should talk. All right, I'll talk. Yeah, so for the rest of the year, we, yeah, we're working on an album right now. It's called Define Reality. Uh, it'll be coming out later this fall. We have most of it recorded, maybe about four or five more songs to kind of get on the books here and then uh, have some shows planned in the meantime and looking to do a tour to support the record. Nice. Yeah, so it should be really good. Uh, you know, it's really cool as we've just released our single on Friday called In Lights off this record. Uh, you can find it on YouTube and Spotify. Um, and that's definitely the one of the catchier songs we have off the record. But what's really neat about this new one is it's going to be much more diverse than the EPs we've put out in the past. How has Macho Man Randy Savage changed your life? Oh, my God. Dude, the confidence that man exudes. I take that, keep that stuff like that in mind when you get on stage. It's unbelievable. That dude is, <laughs> that guy's the man. <laughs> Did he influence you to get, like, um, start eating a bunch of Slim Jims? <laughs> you know, I, maybe, like. We eat a bunch of Slim Jims on tour. We yeah, do. We do. You know what? It's, like, maybe not, like, naturally, but, like, it just happens. We do eat a ton of Slim Jims, and now I think back of it, maybe that's why just like subliminally got into my head <laughs> to do it. What do you do in the band? I play drums. Damn. Usually we, when I ask the tranny question, you usually throw the drummer under the bus or the bass player. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll say the bass player's not here to defend himself, but our, uh, our vocalist can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> As he's laughing over here in the corner, he knows yeah, it. No. <laughs> Where are you guys from? Like Cleveland, Ohio. Shit. Yep. Over boys. Damn. Okay. Tell me about the most shittiest show you played in Cleveland. 
All right, I, I know what mine. Pats in the flats. Yep, I was gonna say we we played a show at Pats in the flats. Uh, you know, I know it had its heyday um, a while ago. But I remember we played a show there. The um, the promoter didn't show up. The um, the agent who's supposed to like, kind of get things solidified didn't show up. So like the sound engineer showed up late. Uh, I know like when we were playing the stage, it was like kind of feeling rickety. It was it was. <laughs> We didn't expect any of it. We still made it, you know, we did, made it our best to do what we could. But, yeah, man, Pats in the Flats was rough. <laughs> For, I played in a, in a Cleveland band as, as well. I played in a band called Voltan. Also, you, probably, you, you may have heard the band called Morning Wagon, too. <laughs> oh, come on. Have you heard that band? I don't think I have. Damn, where you been? I know, right? I mean... We're Cleveland, but I mean, it's uh, it could be the scene or something. You no, know, like what's cool is there's so many different scenes oh, in know. Cleveland. So it's like you kind of get into what makes sense for your genre. Then man, there's so many out there, and they're all super supportive. Which Are you going to be in town October 19th? I should be in town. WMS is putting on their Halloween birthday bash. Be there. You'll see me up on stage. Hell yeah! With the man. band Voltan. We'll put it in my calendar. You, you remember who Voltan was? I don't. Ever watch the movie Flash Gordon? You like how I'm turning this into me now? <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, I don't think I've had seen it, actually. Or I, don't, I, I never don't. watched Flash Gordon. You never watched Flash Gordon? Flash Gordon? I haven't seen Flash Gordon. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it. Well, there's a there's a, a guy in there. He plays a winged man. He's um, called Prince Voltan. you got to watch okay. it because he's just so badass. You know? He wears this little loincloth. He's got the wings and shit. He flies around. He's got Hell yeah. Cool guy. Watch it. I'll have to watch it. I'll watch it before I come to see you guys on the 19th. Nice. <laughs> so that's going to be at the Cleveland Agora. You guys got any local shows coming up? Um, I don't have. Any, I don't think we have anything currently on the books. I know we're we're getting more shows added to our schedule as we speak. Um, but I know for us, some of our favorite venues, like the Foundries, are popular. Oh, yeah. We play at quite a bit. Um, we play at the Agora as well. Um, and then I know. I think who I can't remember what her name is at the moment, but the. Um, woman who owns the foundry just bought out the Lisa scene. Lisa thank you Lisa I know she bought out that whole block essentially so it's cool to see like there's more venues coming up in Cleveland where yeah. shows at now yeah, I love playing a fantasy the only thing I hate about those damn steps the load in oh my god <laughs> especially if it's winter time yep. oh that's last time we played there was in the winter and it's just like you're getting your gear and your you know shoes are all like slick from the oh, snow yeah. and trying to go up all those stairs but it's like Come on, the venue has a pirate ship in it. It's oh, you know how many bands I've seen that? I saw Anthrax play there. Nice. Oh, man. I, I was with the original lineup of Anthrax where they had um, the, the singer. Um, oh, what the hell's his name? <laughs> Shit. Neil Turbin. Neil okay. Turbin was singing. You know, he's, he, this was before Joey Belladonna. So the guy, he just had to have, he had balls to his voice when he screamed. You know, I saw people underneath him. He had this, this can, got um, a butane fluid, and just filled his mouth up, and he shot the flames over over his hands. And all he saw was the flames going. He was like, ah! Oh, my God. That was so, crazy. so, so cool. <laughs> I had so awesome. many cool memories in that pirate house. As long as they never take a fluorescent light inside, the, the, yeah, inside right. the Thing, man, you gotta watch out. Yeah, I gotta watch you sit, stand, touch, whatever. <laughs> Did you ever play in, in one of the back rooms in a fantasy? No, we've only we've only played the fantasy a couple times. It's always just been in the main the main room there with the pirate ship. So mm. I haven't really seen the rest of the venue. I'm not sure if you have either, but yeah, no. So I guess we haven't seen the other rooms there. How about downstairs? Did you play a downstairs place? I'd love to. Never have played though. Yeah, it's like when, at least like when we played the fantasy, they weren't really like booking that many shows there. Um, it was always at least for our genre of music. It was always the foundry or the agora i mean those are the places we usually played so being able to play the fantasy was a lot of fun but i'm just really glad they're bringing it all back now 
What kind of turnout do you guys get? Like, how how big is your fan base? Yeah, you know, like I, uh, it's, depending on like what kind of a show it is, who we're opening up for. Um, I know like the last EP release we had, we sold out at the Foundry. I think that was like a 350. Oh, wow, something like that. Um, you know, we actually opened up for POD at the Agora, and there's a huge turnout for that. I think it was almost a sold-out show. Uh, so I'd say in the Cleveland scene and Akron scene in particular, you know, we got some really supportive fans and who love coming out to see us and uh, giving us their support. Nice. I didn't know you guys were local. Oh, yeah, we're local, man. We're Cleveland. Nice. <laughs> when are you guys heading back up, up, up there? Uh, I think, like, later tonight we'll be heading back up there. You know, there's definitely some bands I want to see today. I really want to see Issues. I uh, really want to see Seether. So I know there's definitely bands we want to check out. Yeah, check out Smile Empty Soul. Hell yeah. I know, like, uh, was it uh, Bottom of the Bottle? Nowhere, kids? Yeah, Sean's around here somewhere. I'm, Is he really? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still looking for him, but I know he's around here. He just texted me. I asked, I asked him to say we we're going to prison tour. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I, I got to go check out the prison today, too. I haven't done that yet. We were so we, went, busy. we just went and just walked around on our own. Got lost. <laughs> I'm ready to do that. I'm ready for it. That was a, the other guy was who's with me. I scared the shit out of him because it, it was all quiet. Also, I hit the wall and shit. And he goes, goes ah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish they had video. That's known to be haunted. Oh so, yeah. I mean, hell. So how can people get a hold of your music? Yeah, so uh, the best way to get a hold of it is definitely stream us through Spotify. Just Titans in Time and Spotify. Um, you can also check us out on YouTube, but we're also on all the other streaming platforms as well. But mainly YouTube and uh, Spotify would be the best ones to find us at. You guys like Devo? Dude, I don't really know a ton of Devo, but I can respect the shit out of it, though. Akron guys, what I call it, right, Devo? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome red hats. Whip it. <laughs> the domes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you know the guy who's in who's in the band there, he does all the music for like Rugrats and Really? SpongeBob. Oh shit. Hey, good moneymaker right oh, yeah. there. <laughs> the guys he does so many movie soundtracks and shit. Way out there, man. He's, he does so much shit. Oh, that's like you know, you gotta stay versatile. You know, you wanna make money in music. You know, it's hard to make it and just doing one thing if you're able to kinda of spread yourselves out and find other forms of income. Mine as well. Why not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys got any sponsors by anybody? Yeah, so we have a couple. Um, I know one of our bigger ones that has been really helpful is Spirit Airlines. Uh, we actually have a partnership with them. Um, and they take a care, really good care of us. They fly us out to wherever we need to go. And, uh, I mean, they really take great care of us. Um, I'm As a drummer, I'm sponsored by Soul Tone Symbols. Um, Iki over there has been like really helpful, the owner there. Like, whenever I need, he kind of points me in the right direction to figure out what kind of symbols I want to get. If I have cracks, he helps me take care of them and whatnot. Um, trying to think off the top of my head now what other ones we have. Uh, SIT strings, uh, Sinister Picks. So we got a couple here and there. Nice. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. So what's your website where we can direct people to follow your music? Yeah, so our, our website is just www.titansintime.com. Uh, if you go on there, we have like news updates, uh, tour updates. Um, any kind of new merchandising. So you can definitely find all of our upcoming and new stuff on our website at titansintime.com. Nice. Can you do us a quick favor? Sure. Can you do a promo ID for a radio show? Just say the name, the band you're with, you're listening to Maximum Threshold, and throw something crazy out at the end of it, and don't put no thought into it. Okay. This is Matt from Titans in Time, and we're they're listening to Maximum Threshold. Woo! Sounds good. <laughs> Impactuous boy! Oh, well, who wants to live forever? What's <laughs> up? This is Howard from Light the Torch, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold. I have to say something crazy, and it's not crazy. Uh, I'm going to go get something to drink.
Well, what's going on? I want to thank Titans and Time for being on the show tonight. And this, I want to call somebody up here. This guy was whining because he wanted to be on the show last week and couldn't be on the show. <laughs> Let's see. We know we're going to get a voicemail. Puerto Rican, you know, I'm going to say, hey, it was your chance. We got you on. There you go. You're on this radio show for this week because you said you want to hear your voice on there. So you're on there. That was fast. You like that, guys? <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, what are we going to do now? Oh, we got some live stuff here. Let's, here we go. Um, oh, I has got some new stuff, some more new music. Check this out, man.
Ah, there you go, man. Team America and Riot. How's that for a fucking lineup? I got one more interview here. We're gonna knock out. I got this interview here with Impending Lies, and we're getting out of here. Then I'm gonna, I gotta go back to work. I got some other shit I gotta do. So on that note, let's keep this ball rolling. I want to thank everybody who's tuning in this week, man. Thoroughly appreciate it, man. It means so much. And I just want to thank you all. Hey, uh, don't forget to subscribe. If you guys listen to us this far into this show, um, I, I love you guys. Uh, please subscribe. You know, leave comments on the, on, the, on our sites, Facebook, whatever. Tweet us, whatever. You know, whatever you do, we thank you very much. It, honestly, from the bottom of our heart, we thank all of you guys. And on that note here, I got this interview with Impending Lies. And I let George run with them. And, you know, I was um, the PR guy for this man at um, incarceration. And so um, I just I was, was watching and watching George do his magic. <laughs> George is so great, man. So um, I let him run with it, and he did a great job with this band. So this is Impending Lies. Check them out, impendinglies.net. Look them up on Facebook. Um, they're also on the Firelands PR websites. Um, man, the band's blown up. They got a lot of good, got a huge future ahead of them. So here you go, man. Check it out. This is an interview with Impending Lies here on Maximum Threshold Radio. Don't go anywhere. After we're done here, I'm getting out of here. Yo, this is George from Maximum Threshold Radio, and today we are speaking with the guys from Impending Lies here at the Incarceration Fest in Mansfield, Ohio. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Excellent. Today was awesome. And so, uh, really quick, um, for people that are learning about you guys, or this is their first time hearing about you, how would you, I guess, describe your band um, to them? This is the hardest question we can ever answer. Uh, we're not metal, we're not like light rock. It's, I mean, it's a hard rock, we get heavy, we can get light. It depends on the mood of the song, it depends. Even the heavier stuff, we still try to make it sound like impending lies. There's melody, there's screaming, there's more singing than screaming. But um, it's, it's, so, it's the hardest question to ask. We've opened for Camara, we've opened for POD with Hoobastank. Like, so it's... We actually, depending on the show, have to decide what set of songs we're playing so it matches the song, the, 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 the show. So it's it's really hard to explain. Which uh, Camaro show were you? We did the, 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 re the reunion show for the Christmas show. Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay, I apologize. I thought I was kind of new to you guys, but I definitely saw you there. That was an awesome time, man. We, we were right before. Okay. And oh, yeah. At the time, Jim, their bass player, was our bass player. Oh, okay. um, but he took some time off the other day for, for that show. KJ jumped in to fill in, and then uh, Jim just kind of said, hey, I think we're going to get Camara going again. And, uh, and he opened up his own barbershop, so he was really busy. So we asked KJ to stay, and then they didn't do anything with Camara, so I don't, I don't know what happened. But, you know, he knew the songs, and we didn't want to teach anybody else, so it seemed easier at the time. <laughs> yeah, low-hanging fruit <laughs> we there. We like playing with him, too, so it's like, you know, it's kind of like perfect. Hey, do you want to stay? Sure. Okay, cool. Let's yeah. Keep going. Excellent. So... Um, one thing that I'm noticing, and uh, last year was a very sad day for me because it was the last day of uh, touring Warp Tour. Um, and it seems like this is the trend now. It seems like they kind of get together a three-day festival, kind of line up the bands. Um, what's your guys' opinion on that? And do you think that's a better way to go, or do you guys miss the uh, touring festivals as I do? No, I mean, I think this is a good way to go because if you if you know you, you know this is what it's going to be every year. Like, I, I went to Rock on the Range six years. 
you knew when it was. It was always the weekend of my birthday. So uh, we just we just planned. We're going to go again next year. So you have time to get get it together. You're ready to go. You're not waiting for that one day on a Thursday when you can't get off work. You know, it's like it's a weekend. Take a Friday off, be ready, and you, you can get way more people to these festivals. Like, it was such a pain in the ass. It'd be like a Tuesday morning. Disturbed was playing at like 10 a.m. You had to call off of work. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it, it was, it's too much, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I miss the old Ozfest days and the Tattoo of the Earth tour. We were talking about that yesterday. Like, that was my favorite, I think, ever for, you know, back then. But, um... But no, it, this is just easier to get everybody together because if you can't make one weekend, you got Rockville, you got Sonic Temple, you got Open Air, you got, you know, there's so uh, oh, louder than life. You got options all year to go, okay, well, I can make this one or I can't make that one. Or, you know what, I'm going to fly to that one because I've been to this one three times and I'm going to check that one out, even though it's probably about the same damn thing. But still, it's different. You know, you're somewhere new. And I loved how you answered a question. You kind of answered it um, from the side of a fan. Now, what do you think about from the side of a band now? Do you think it's just too much commitment for a band to, like, jump on all summer on a touring festival, or do you think it's easier to commit to a weekend and kind of do a couple? I, I think it's easier, personally, to, to commit to a weekend because, like, like a, a great example is, like, Light the Torch. We just played with them eight days ago in Cleveland. You know, they, they, and then now we're here today with them. You know, so you can make, you can set up your tour, you can still be on tour, but then you hit here for a day, and then you keep doing what you're doing. You know, so to me, I don't. It's probably all about the same because either way, you're sitting in the bus or the van, and you know, you're going to another city the next day. Like last night, I was talking with Seth from Skillet, and he was like, "Dude, I'm so sorry," because they were yelling at him, "We gotta go," because they had to get on the road to get to the next show. So you know, but. You get to see people you've seen before. You get to see bands you've seen before, but you get to meet new people. You know, uh, I said kill. They right when we got done, they came over and shook our hands and enjoyed the set. And we never met those guys before. End up talking with them while we were loading our gear up. You know, they were really nice guys. So we got new friends out of the deal. You know, so it's cool. And like a lot of these bigger bands too. That's their whole summer is they tour from festival to festival to festival, and that's just like what they they route it that way. They do like a little filler show throughout the week. And then the, the main course is the whole summer. It's just festival day every weekend. I, I was over, I was eavesdropping, if you guys didn't notice, over in the corner. I heard you were talking and you were uh, trying to uh, uh, resurge the Odeon. I believe that was you. Is that correct? That was you. That was you. Um, so uh, I would like to explore that a little bit more, my man. What, what, were you, uh, what was your involvement with that? What were you trying to do? Uh, there were some people that were running it before, and they got basically ran out of the job. Um, and a, a guy that I know stepped in uh, as the head of the, like, the talent buying office. And uh, I was just like, hey, uh, I'd really like to try and take a shot at getting this back up and running with you. Uh, so like, I flew out to L.A. I met with Kevin Lyman, uh, had a couple calls with like Dave Shapiro, Jeff Peters, all those guys. I got them all back on board to start you know, committing to bringing their bands back to the Odeon with us. And uh, me and the owner just could not get along and couldn't mesh well, so I just I washed my hands of it and walked away. And sadly, it's 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 still not where it should be at. I mean, it, it sucks because I like the first time I saw my favorite band of all time is a uh, story year story of the year. I saw him at the Odeon, and it was awesome. And uh, I just and I saw bands like you know Goldfinger and uh, Switched, Chimera, uh, just all kinds of cool stuff in that room. I mean, Metallica's played that room. Prince Slayer, they've all played that room. And it's just sitting there unused. Like, we did our Christmas show there last year, and that's the most packed I've seen it, honestly. And that's not even to toot our own horn. It's just like, that's just kind of bums me out. So I tried the best I could, but, you know, it's just, uh, it is what it is anymore these days, I guess. 
I'm with you, and I'm grateful that you attempted, uh, at least tried, man, because, yeah, I, when I saw it was up and going again, I'm like, yes, and then it kind of, yeah, it yep. seems like it kind of, uh, what I saw, Dropkick Murphy's um, at Nautica, and then I drove across the street and saw Mushroomhead that, yeah. that same day, yeah. I went across, I was like, that was the first time I ever did a twofer like that, but, uh, and what sucks is, like, when I was 15, in 98, I went and saw Seven Dust with Godsmack opening, in the Odeon, like it was ridiculous. Like no one knew, like, no one knew who Gosmack was then. Like I didn't know who they were. I went to FYE for their TV commercials and yeah, everything. Like, blew I them up. Bought the CD because I was like, holy shit, you know. And so, you know, it, uh, I saw Machine Head there in 2000. Um, 99, I went and saw um, Chevelle was the first band. Then there was a band called the Pilfers, and then it was uh, Zebrahead. You know, like before anyone knew who Chevelle was, you know th that venue got the best shows. Then it died because the House of Blues came in and they shut it down. Then they reopened it, but the research just wasn't there. And then, you know, right, the great Michael Belton also, he, or Michael Belkin, he just passed away, uh, what was that, about two weeks ago. That was, so that was a little heartbreaking, but he did a great, he, when he was in control of that venue, it was fantastic. But, you know, I mean, it's a lot of memories. We still, like, you know, if there's a good show there, I'll still go. But sadly, it's just kind of few and far between now. Yeah, they're not booking them like they used to, I agree. I, uh, uh, speaking of House of Blues and just uh, talking about venues, um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Because I kind of had that initial, I don't know, thought as you. is like, oh, here comes the Walmart of, <laughs> I don't know, uh, concert venues. I love playing there. They treat us great. Um, the, the venue is beautiful. It is nice. It sounds great. Um, you know, I, I've been lucky enough, and Penny Lies has been there twice. But um, I was there with Hell Yeah in 07, and I did a, a Chimera Christmas show there once. And the venue's just, it's fun. It's, it is fun. They take really good care of their, I mean, they really do it's take like good care here. of their talent. It's like, like being here. If you need something, they got it. If you, hey, I can integrate this, we got I you. I mean, this is the cool, this is the first big festival that I've ever done. This staff is incredible here. I, these people have been busting ass all day, so it's just, it's awesome for me as a musician being on the stage. Like, the people that are building these stages is the company I used to work for, and now I'm like, you know, they're just like, Anything that we need, they're like willing to go get and stuff, and it's just it's incredible we, we how nice everybody's been. We needed been. a bag of ice earlier, and they were like, "Hey," and the guy's like, "I'll be back. Don't worry about it." He just took off in a cart and went and got yeah, ice. Like, it's just ice, dude. We can, we got legs. We can do this. Like, it's like they're like taking such hey, good care of yourself, dude. Bad. I'm getting old. I don't want to walk. <laughs> it's nice, man. I mean, you guys are hustling. You deserve it, but you're probably used to having to jump in your truck and go to the local 7-Eleven and get it yourself. Yeah, Absolutely. It's like vacation for us. We just had to play a show. <laughs> Well, awesome. I, um, you guys are doing back-to-back -back interviews. I'll, uh, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to do a quick, uh, a quick uh, speed round for you guys. So I'm just going to ask you like three, four questions right off the rip. Um, don't, they're going to be simple answers. I don't want you to think too much. Just, just, just roll That's with not it. A problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. My wife would say the same thing about me. Yeah, absolutely. So we're just going to, we're going to go off the uh, cusp here. We're just going to rattle them off, and I could even start. So, uh, um, favorite '90s boy band, Backstreet Boys. Same. I don't have one. In sync. Ah! <laughs> Just a bit. Right. Favorite 90s uh, girl sing pop diva, Christina Aguilera. Ooh, ah. Uh, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> Was Kylie Minogue a thing then? I think so. Fair we'll go with that. Pink. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> fa uh, favorite uh, ska band, Real Big Fish. Oh man, uh, Boston's less than Jake. 
zebra head? Are they? No. Are they Scott? No. Yeah, they're more punkish. Uh, kind of punkish. Punkish. Mighty mighty Boston's. I'm going to Boston. And, uh, <laughs> oh, Boston's. That's that's good. That's good. So, uh, and then that's all I got, guys. I uh, pretty. Uh, I appreciate the improv interview. I usually I list them out, but uh, um, yeah. Um, if you guys want to send us off for uh, maximum threshold this time, uh, that'd be awesome. Again, do a quick round. You can introduce yourselves, and then uh, we'll call it a night. All right? Maximum threshold, right? I got it. Maximum threshold. You guys got it. Yep, yep. And I'm KJ. I'm James. Adam. We are impending lies, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold. Fuck yeah, thank you guys. Rock on, man.
Ah, ha, ha, that was Impending Lies with Fall to Pieces. That's kind of an older song. Oh, so we're getting out of here, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Man, it was a great, phenomenal show with Titans in Time, Ron's World, and Paul Stanley, and Impending Lies. I think I already said that, but there you go, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We'll catch you next week for another fun-filled adventure. Uh, make sure you come back and check us out. Remember, pass us around like your sister. We're out of here, man. Have a good one. Horns up. Fist in the air, baby. You just listened to Maximum Threshold Radio Show. It is live every Saturday night, 8 p.m. until whenever the fuck they shut up. So tune in. It is pointless to resist.